0: what's up i'm not like you it's your co hosts eileen
1: and esther we're good friends who don't have much in common accept our plans
0: to have more fuck yes moments in our lives let's do this boo
1: yeah hello good morning
0: good morning and happy friday it's good happy to see Good
1: to see you too. We did not have an episode last week, and the week before that, you recorded an episode without me, so it's yeah, been a while.
0: It's been a minute. Welcome back.
1: Thanks. And we we have a friend here today.
0: We do have a friend here today, <laughs> a serious friend that we're so excited to introduce. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but you told me that you bought something.
1: Oh, I did. I bought... Um, the Kim Kardashian nipple bra that she promoted for weeks. And not only did I buy it, I got a pre-sale code and my it wouldn't let me check out of the cart. Like for some reason it kept saying like payment denied. So I called Nitsan and I was like, this is an emergency. I need you to go on Skims with my pre-sale code and buy this bra. He's like, what in the world? So it came and it's ridiculous. It's stupid and it's going back. It has maybe like um, two inches of padding in order to create the look she's going for. Yeah. So it's like a Dolly Parton vibe, and mm. we're gonna we're send it back to sender, return to sender, return to sender.
0: <laughs> What's the look she's going for? Is it is like is it a trend that like exposed nipples are in, or like a nipple? Looks I in? think
1: that's what she's trying to bring to life. But mm. you would have to wear this ridiculous bra to be a part of the trend. So. Well, uh-huh. Or
2: if you've had a boob lift or your breast done where they stand up perky, you just go braless.
1: There you go. And then put her out of business.
0: Put her out of business. <laughs> well, that's a great segue and intro into our friend Eve, the third, I think, third podcast guest that we've ever had. Yeah. Ooh, I'm um, so honored. Who has become a dear friend and who smells delicious. Like you smell amazing. What Thank do you, you, I wish our audience could smell you.
2: What they tell me that in Pilates. When I go to Pilates in the morning, the instructor always says, who smells good? And everybody looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you smell like? Well, today I smell like cookies. I, I always wear <laughs> vanilla. And a vanilla perfume. And then I layered it with Baccarat Rouge. Oh. So I think it's very important that a woman smells good.
0: Oh, I love that about you.
2: People always ask me why. And I tell them, well, I think a woman should always smell good enough to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Works for me.
0: And we've had our first mic drop moment. There we go. There we go. Well, we're and
2: I'm a grandma, and it still works for me. So move <laughs>
0: over, girls. Move over, girls. Evie's here. Well, we're so excited to have you. Thank you. I met you at the tailor. Yes, alteration. Like the spring, mm-hmm. I was standing waiting to have some pants tailored. Yes, I remember. You were standing on a pedestal having your pants tailored, and mm-hmm. I looked over at you and I was like, "Look at this radiant." Being who like (laughs) comes from another place that is not Austin, and so So, you were trying to figure out how to get your pants tailored and like the length, and you're like, "You look fashionable. What do you think about this?" (laughs) And I I was like, "She's talking to me." (laughs) So we had a great chat. Yeah, and we decided that we are like the two of the only stylish people in Austin. Well, let's not offend anybody. <laughs> yeah, there are many stylish people in Austin. There are of course. just hard to find them. They're hard to find. So, so we have to stick together. Oh yes, and create community for them. Yes. which you are doing. Yes, um, through your work, and, you and I to. hope to do someday <laughs> through mine. Um, so we're so happy to have you Thank and to you. talk about your work and to talk about your philosophies on beauty mm-hmm. and agelessness. We're particularly mm-hmm. excited to talk about because Esther and I are constantly seeking a life of agelessness. That we are. So, I want to read um, a little bit about you in your bio because it's so impressive. So Eve Michaels is an internationally acclaimed image, style, and rejuvenation expert, author, and motivational speaker who has delighted audiences worldwide with her image makeovers and personal branding strategies. So you've been in the business for 30 years, helping thousands of men and women from all walks of life improve their image, success, and confidence. You've been on the entertainment, tonight's show, extra, today's show. Mm-hmm. You have been in Glamour Magazine, the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times, Women's World, and you've taught your boot camps all over the world. So this is like, you've even opened the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. Like, is there anything mm-hmm. that wow. you have not done?
2: Well, <laughs> let's see. I've oh been married three times decor, so I haven't. <laughs> Met my fourth fourth husband yet. Wait, wait, I didn't hear that. What did you say? I said I have not met my fourth husband. Oh, yet.
1: three divorces. Three. Three divorces. Yeah.
2: And and
0: you shared with me what you're looking for the fourth time. And I'd I love for you to tell our
2: audience. <laughs> Younger. Oh, please do. <laughs> Younger. The, the older man can't keep up with me. Um true love. True. I really got divorced so I could find true love. I I love being married. I just have better taste in clothing. Oh my God. (laughs) But uh, no, it's true. Uh, When you've
1: been divorced three times though, I know that we're not doing an episode on divorce. Do you really want to get married again?
2: Oh yeah. I love being married. Yeah. And this, you know, I was married 20 years to this man, but um, I'm very into evolving and growing and I do a lot of work on myself. So Sometimes I just outgrow people spiritually. Yes.
0: So we connected over fashion, yes. but we bonded over spirituality. Yes. Esther gets a little nervous when I talk about spirituality on the podcast, mm-hmm. but we're gonna do it today. You, you um, have my blessing. <laughs> thank you.
1: So you tell- have a friend to speak about it with, and I could just, you know, laugh at you from okay. across state lines.
0: <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your philosophy. Tell us about evolution the evolution of eve and and and
2: give us your story okay so about 33 years ago um i was married to my second husband and uh, i was kind of at a low point in my life i had a young child and i had teenagers and my father had alzheimer's and all of that and i just felt like i was in this negative spin yeah and somebody gave me a bootleg copy of um esther hicks from abraham hicks and talking about how we're not victims we create our own reality (laughs) and at first i was so angry i would listen and beat my steering wheel on the way (laughs) home and i would look i remember i would look up at the nike ad and the nike said, you know the swoosh just do it and i remember thinking you freaking do it i can't (laughs) do it and my life was really kind of a mess. Um, I, I'd say it was a beautiful mess, but a hot mess. <laughs> um, so I started listening to Abraham Hicks, mm. and then it led to me listening to Wayne Dyer. And then from Wayne Dyer, I started listening to other you know, spiritual leaders. Yeah. And as I started learning these concepts of, of quantum physics and spirituality, not in a woo-woo way, but in a, an empowering think, way, yeah. My clients started to say, "Oh, there's something different. What are you doing? Yeah. You're looking younger. You're looking more energized. Like, what's happening?" As my life and everything started to change, yeah. so I started applying the principles to my clients when I started working yeah. with them.
0: Okay, we a lot of questions. So, do you are you familiar with Abraham Hicks? Should we talk about Abraham? Abraham I, I Abraham don't know who that is. You got to get on Abraham Hicks on TikTok. Okay. Very, good. very of attraction. Love yeah, attraction.
2: Of attraction. Oh. Okay, so talk a little bit about that first. So a basically it actually comes from the Bible. You know, not to make this a religious talk, but uh I am into all that. Uh Jesus said as you think so you so you shall be. And it really it's literally that way. And it applies to beauty, it applies to aging or not aging or aging well. Yeah. It's what do you think? What do you believe? And the universe will make you make that true. You're right. So if you look in the mirror and you see old and decrepit, and every time you give yourself negative self-talk, you're going to age not so well (laughs) and you'll age faster. But when you see yourself rejuvenating, that's a whole different energy. Mm. So we're not going to stay 20. Uh I wouldn't want to be 20 anyway, yeah, even same. if I could. Yeah. Uh, I like the age on that. I, I just think it's can, I, can we tight. say your age? Yeah. Everybody knows my age. Go ahead. Eve is 70.
0: And we're going to take some, we're going to share her Instagram. Cause I've shared it with so many people. And so many people are like, this woman is like your age and I'm 41.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll that. so... Uh, no, I love, thank you. I, I love so, that you're so open. Thank you. Yeah. So I, well, I think as women, we should be proud of our I age agree with you. and, uh, we've been taught for years, you know, hide your age. Don't yeah. say your age. Right. Well, Yeah. I'm saying it. Right.
0: Be proud of it. Okay. So you talked a little bit about the principles that you've applied for mm-hmm. your clients. And I know you have a bit of a secret sauce that you certainly don't have to disclose, but, but some of the, the mantras that you just shared or the language that we choose that helps us to create our reality. What are some of those principles that you use to help yourself be ageless.
2: Well, first of all, what I put in my head every day yeah. and and my affirmations, but then I'm always looking every day in every way to look more modern, more relatable, more mm. fresh mm. because we seem to get in a time warp. Yeah. I've noticed that most people, men and women in their 30s, definitely by 40, they have put so much attention into their family, their career, their um their friend and you know, to everything but themselves. Yeah. So if the style worked, they just keep doing it yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> they don't change their makeup. They don't update their hair. They don't update their wardrobe and the wardrobe and all of that, our image is like a living, breathing entity mm. and it has to change as we change. Yeah. And it's our number one obligation. I feel to express who we are accurately through our image and, mm. And to stay modern and, and relatable. So there, we're not seen as antiquated old people who can't relate to this world. Mm. We're seen as treasures mm. and somebody fabulous, mm. whether you're a man or a woman. Mm. So I'm always tweaking. Mm. You know, does this hair color work? Do I need to update my makeup? How can I interpret this outfit in a new way? Doesn't mean, you know, buying all new clothes every season, mm. but changing how we wear it. Just like we change some seasons, we have thick eyebrows. Some seasons, it's not a lot of brow; it's more mm. lash. Sometimes it's all about liner, mm. you know. So you got to pay attention because mm. this tells a lot about who you are. And if you want to appear younger, you got to do what modern people are doing. Mm. Where so- do you go
1: to find the trends? Where are you trend spotting?
2: Uh, a lot on on Instagram. Um, and just going online, looking up trends, fashion reports. Um, I like looking at, at street, you know, like mm-hmm. streetwear uh, around the world. Denmark's really good. Oof. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they wearing? How are they doing it in Paris? How are they mm-hmm. doing it in Denmark? How mm-hmm. are they doing it in Spain, New York, you know, major cities to get inspo from that. Mm. And then a lot of things I intuit way before the trend hits. Mm. I don't know why, but well, it's just...
0: What's, what's one of the trends that you've intuited that you're like most proud of?
2: Well, I was getting my clients out of their skinny pants, <laughs> especially here Thank in God. Austin. I was like, oh <laughs> my goodness. Here, I love my skinny jeans and I am never
1: getting rid of them. And it is not because I am old and unmodern. It is because I am short and <laughs> have a figure that is best suited for that type of pant and they're staying forever
2: you can you can wear them but you can have them not like hug your calf so much so you know not straight. jegging but do a straight cigarette right. awesome okay. but i tried to get getting people out of those pants you love Years. <laughs> so, okay, we got update. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, they'll little be little back
0: bit. before you finish.
2: Yeah, but I think. Well, in my wardrobe, I always have wide leg pants. Yeah, always. I love wide. I always have platform shoes. I always have wide leg pants because it's really a '40s look. Yeah, that keeps recycling back. Yeah. So what are, I
0: think that's a good question. What are some of the staples that you think women need to have? Well, women are men. We have some male listeners too, need to have in their closets.
2: Well, you have to have a good core wardrobe. Yeah. So that you have something in your closet at all times for any occasion, because panic shop shopping yes, is never. ridiculous. Never works. Costs you more money. Yes. Oftentimes you buy it just because you're desperate. Yeah. So you always have to have for a man. A great suit. Yeah. A classic blazer, mm-hmm. pair of slag, We know this, you know, mm-hmm. great dress shoes with a matching belt. Yes guys, matching <laughs> belt. Uh shirts that fit you properly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I used to work with a lot of businessmen, and you know they couldn't fit a finger into their collar when yeah. they button it. it. Looked like you know their head's going to pop off yeah. from the pressure because their shirt was small. Oh, I guess I put on some weight. You think yeah. so? <laughs> getting the shirt to fit right for women, you know, classic blazer, or pencil skirt, mm-hmm. fabulous pair of pants. Yeah. One skinny for you, <laughs> thank and you, and wider for, us, I like for me. <laughs> Uh, but classic. And then you can buy and, you know, great white blouse, fabulous T-shirt, wonderful cashmere sweater, cardigan wheel. You know, it's yeah. common sense. But then. it Well, it is common sense to
0: us. It's right. not common sense. What I found in my styling, my, my very short styling career is that it doesn't seem like it's common sense for mainstream
2: that's true that's true um i think for my generation maybe we knew yeah. that yeah we knew that but i really love vintage and collectibles yes. and statement pieces yes. i wish you could see my blouse it's gorgeous yeah it's so fun it's and really i like pretty. to buy resale vintage thrift yeah. and i play those pieces off my core wardrobe because yeah. you can't do all statement pieces or yeah. you look like a cha-cha doll right you need classics yeah. How, so one of the things that I
0: get asked often is like how you, cause I wear a lot of vintage as well, as you know, how do you, how do you buy
2: vintage? Like what is your process? I buy it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no how do I buy it? Uh, I look at the trends and then I try to buy something vintage that fits into the trends. Yeah. So I look for pieces that I want to keep forever. Yeah. I really do. I don't go by that two-year rule. Oh, have you worn it in two years? Yeah. No. If it's fabulous, you'll find a way. I'll show them how to wear it. You know. Forever. Yeah. I'll show them how to interpret it now to make it more modern. Wow. Yeah, you have to know how, because when you're over 50 and you wear vintage, if you don't do it right, yeah, oh, it's bad. It can be really bad. <laughs> you know, a young girl can put on a frumpy little 50s right. dress and some, you know, geeky shoes, vintage shoes that, you know, I wouldn't be caught dead in, and they look adorable. Right. Over 50, you got to be a little careful. Yeah. You know, how are you interpreting it? Yeah. You're making it sophisticated, chic, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that. I love it. Well, I do I mean, not
1: own any vintage items.
0: Really? Oh, I this, wanted you to go vintage shopping in
2: Paris. I know, but oh, you know, the best oh, Paris is amazing. Yeah, but Next time. vintage, you know, the quality of clothing. Yes. Up until recently, I mean, the way they made these clothes, they made them to last yeah. forever. Yeah. I don't buy things from the eighteen hundreds. I tried that, yeah. wore an opera coat and it ripped right off me. Uh- <laughs> so no, not that old. But you know, from fifties on, the could the higher price things yeah. that you can get for a song really in comparison are so well made, so such beautiful fabric. Yeah. So I'm very into that. Mm. Giving people it. a statement look.
0: Yeah. I love it. And I think that mixing the high and low and mixing oh, yes. the statement and the classics is yes. definitely like the you know who started
2: that. The woman who did the wardrobing for Sex and the City. Oh, Patricia, Patricia Fields. Patricia Fields. Yeah. She was the first person ever who did high-low fashion. Oh, really? Fa- well, that made it famous.
0: Fun facts. We have an episode yeah. on Sex and the City that we did at their anniversary. We were oh. talking about how they changed. And and we've had this conversation a bit, like how Sex and the City made it okay for women to talk about sex.
2: Oh, yeah. And yeah.
0: okay to dress high-low, apparently. And, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and show your nipples. And show your nipples. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All these things. Yeah, they did. They did. They changed. um, They made fashion more fun. Yeah. And more outrageous. And I think empowered women to have a great look. Yeah. And not be a sheeple. Yeah. We don't have to look. We don't all have to look alike. Yeah. We can have our own unique look. And I know when I go to work with a client first time, they'll kind of look at my look. and go, Oh, well, I'm not, you know, adventurous like you are. I could never pull that off. And I said, yeah, I know. I get that. Yeah. Let's create your look. (laughs) I'm not giving you my look. That's my look. Yeah, yeah, right. We're gonna. I'm gonna give you your look. Right. And sometimes they'll say, "No, I want your look." I said, "But you can't wear my look because yeah. it works on me. It's not going to work on you." Yeah. Yeah. So giving everybody their unique identity to brand themselves. Yeah. It's really great in this videoed world. Yeah.
0: We we talk about that, and Esther actually introduced me to the concept a few months ago of having a uniform. And so we were talking about you had a a. Presentation coming up, right? And you were like, I
1: did. I mean, I, so I have um, a very clear uniform, and Eileen and I have talked about it because I, to the point you made earlier, I am someone who shops all the time, not usually for an event. Like I just buy things and I have them in my closet. And then when big moments happen, I can pull. But for the most part, they all look the same not in like color, but in shape. They are all very tight. (laughs) There's a lot of dresses and a lot of skirts. Um, and it's just my, it's what looks best on me and it's my uniform and it's what I know I'm going to buy when I walk in a
2: store. Okay. Well, it works. you, do you have a curvy figure? I do. Right. You can't see me on this little, on this little box. (laughs) When someone tells me they wear fitted clothing, it's usually because they have a full bust line, fuller hips and a smaller waist. So, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's I, don't even, exactly I, it. I, I can only see you from the neck up and I knew that. By what that's, you said, you nailed it.
1: That is correct. So like that's what I figured out early on and I always Good. stick to and I think it is when you're not an adventurous dresser. I certainly have a lot of style, but I do not I do not like to be adventurous with my clothing. Um it is helpful to know what looks best on you and like how you're going to get in and out of a store with things that are going to make you feel good. And I don't want to waste my time trying on big bell-bottom pants. Like I'm not wearing that. So I think that I will go shopping and we, we can go to two different stores and meet for coffee after.
2: (laughs) That's funny. But see, that's what I do in the beginning. The initial consultation with my clients is I teach them about their coloring their facial shape, their body proportions, their contrast levels, texture levels, what fabrics will resonate to that. that. So they have a whole roadmap. Mm. So then of course I can create their look, which I usually have me do get them started with that, uh, fine tune their wardrobe Mm. and create their branding for whatever it is, career, dating, looking more modern, young, whatever they want. So, but once they learn these elements, they become very empowered. So like you, Esther, they know how to go in a store and pick things that will flatter Mm. them, that they will wear. Mm. And they're not doing the quote unquote American shopping style, which is, Oh my God, it was originally $500 and I paid $50 (laughs) and it's amazing. And no, it's not. So, you know, we don't look at psychology. Yes. I teach people to look at the price tag last. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not a bargain if it doesn't do something wonderful for you. That's right. such good advice. Right? Yeah. So we look at the price last. And sometimes people get angry and say, Well, oh, you could say that. I said, no, no. Once you learn that it's not a right. bargain unless it's fabulous, right. you don't look at the price right. first. That makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. So your
0: color, contrast, fabric textures, I mean, that's so interesting. What's mm-hmm. like your
2: your sort of like science there? Oh I've studied this for years. Yeah. I've, I've taken, oh my gosh, 20, 25 years of courses yeah. to learn how to teach what I naturally intuit. yeah. So I bring in the science and it, it's called the art and science yeah. of dressing well. Yeah. The science is you know your coloring yeah um, composed of your skin hair and eye color. Uh-huh. and i like to see people's natural color via photographs or whatever yeah. of what their hair was like before that you know when they were young. Um, the facial shape then corresponds to what shapes we can wear and that will flatter us. So Mm. I teach people how to balance, flatter, flatter, and mimic their own shapes. So what? so where are some
0: examples? So my coloring is like Mediterranean blue eyes, brown hair. What colors would you like?
2: On you? Yeah. I think you wear warm tones.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like you in warm tones. Because the warm tones accent your eyes mm. and your hair, mm. but uh, you have makeup on today, yeah. so I can't see your actual skin oh. tone. When I do the analysis, you have to have no That's makeup. So on. Cool. That's so cool, interesting. All right, what about Esther's? I mean, she doesn't have <laughs> much makeup on today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, I can she, she's she's You have on, a I lot just just of pink it. in your skin. Totally different. I do. So you're more like Snow White: dark hair, dark brows, dark eyes, very light, pinky skin. So, you have cooler coloring. So, you wear black, white, right? Navy, charcoal gray. That, that is what I wear. Yeah. <laughs> not so much
1: white. I was invited to a white party and I told Eileen I refused to participate. <laughs> you curvy
2: and didn't want to wear white on your.
1: Who body? even does that? I don't want to wear white at all. I don't want, I have children. I'm not buying any white gowns to wear to someone's party. No. Um, but, I sure. love neutral colors. Yeah, it was very dramatic. I was like, I, we did, we talked about it on the podcast. I was like, I refuse to wear white. I don't care about your requirements for your party. Really? <laughs>
2: so, no. Yeah. You were know, the only one who showed up in, in what? Black. <laughs> I
1: wore. I wore cream. Actually, I I, f- I found one cream outfit that I had bought for a trip to France, and I wore cream. Eileen said it was unacceptable, and I did it anyway. And
2: no one kicks me out.
1: No one kicks me out. I live to to see another day. <laughs> okay. I love it. That's
0: good. Um well, okay. So we've talked a lot about the science piece, a little bit about the art. Mm-hmm. Um for a few, for a, a moment, the spirituality aspect that informs all of this.
2: Well, what you you asked me, I had you sent me an email about this, you know, how the, the spiritual side of all this yeah. and- And, uh, why my method is different than most quote unquote stylists or image consultants, because I take into consideration when I meet someone, we, I really do an in-depth analysis. It's the cornerstone of my work. And I'm looking to see what's their energy about. Is their image blocking their energy or is it making them more powerful Mm. adding to their energy? Is their image accomplishing what they need or not? Mm. And so I delve deep into all of that and we're talking about their life and their education and their belief systems and are they married or single? Do they have a family? You know, what's their life about? What would they like their life to be? And I'm, I'm blessed with a gift of being able to see energy. Yeah. So I start looking at that energy and I start seeing where it's tripped up. Yeah. And where their image is blocking their energy. Yeah. And I start making notes and I ask questions. When you say image is blocking their energy, mm-hmm. like what does that mean? It means they feel like a cat that's trapped in a bag. Yeah. They feel like people don't get who they are, yeah. or they're not getting the respect and recognition they just des- they feel they deserve. Or, for example, a man came to me once, his best friend took my boot camp, and he had come to LA with her. And then he asked if I could help him. And really nice guy, this guy named Rick. Um, he wanted to get married. He was fifty-two, never been married, and never could get past a first date. He was a handsome guy, wow. yeah. And I, you know, that took a lot of a lot of me investigating, like what is going on. So, with his permission, I redid his entire look, how he wore his hair, his haircut. Uh, his whole wardrobe. And then I call it the light went on in his eyes. So I work with people till I see that light, yes. that sparkle. I exactly what you mean. And then he starts writing me from Seattle. He's like, Oh my God, I'm getting second dates. I'm getting women asking uh, me out. And then he, he was amazed because he travels a lot he'd go to a hotel and they would look at him and just upgrade him to a better room. <laughs> he'd get upgraded to a better seat on the airplane. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is magic. So you shifted in energy. Completely yeah. shift people's oh, energy. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, yeah. but that's what I do. Yeah. And so years ago, when I was on British TV, we did the first ever extreme makeover for England mm-hmm. and we were on their show. Uh, Sir Trevor uh, McDonald show, and usually I have like a few people, you know, the half-hour show, they gave me two full shows. They came out to Beverly Hills for a month wow. filming the transformation. Yeah. And it was it was uh, <laughs> very life-changing. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I I transformed people, and they called me the fairy godmother of yeah, image, yeah. of I dress. And wow. they gave me a wand to wave. <laughs> <the show. laughs> a little corny, a little corny. But, you know, it, it is transformative if it's done right you know, and the difference again, between, uh, well, an image consultant is trained to teach all this. Yeah. A stylist like you just has amazing taste. Yeah. So it's where do we fit yeah. with each person? But then I bring in my new love is studying quantum physics, Yeah.
0: which we also bonded over. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the book biology of belief. Good. Oh well, my gosh. Everybody
2: should read that mm-hmm. biology of belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. But Actually, when you change the way you look at something, and that something includes yourself. Yeah, When you change the way you look at something, what you actually look at changes. And Wayne Dyer made that very yeah. famous. Yeah. So you see yourself in a different light, but sometimes that's hard to do. So it could just be for women, a different lipstick or a yeah. new way to wear her brows yeah. or a great haircut, yeah. something that changes how you feel about yourself in a more positive way yeah so all of this study and i'm i study this now every day yeah adds to what i'm giving my clients yeah it's it's a wealth of knowledge and something most people don't pay attention to yeah and it is what makes the difference it it makes the biggest difference
0: changing your mind yes yeah
2: change your mind change your look yeah and then when it's all in harmony yeah And I think we need to be powerful and stand out in this world. Yes, People are trying not to stand out. I think we need to, we need to be unique. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, all right. Well,
0: any other, so one other thing I thought would be really helpful when we were last together, you were giving me some advice on when you're going to get filler, some of the stuff you need to Uh. be conscious of. And Esther and I have done some episodes on, Filler and other injectables, um, and you talked about vitamin K and some other things. Can mm-hmm. you tell us some tips
2: to injectables? Well, we're talking about vitamin K because <laughs> as I knew, mean, I didn't follow my own protocol last time, and I had the biggest black eye bruise mm-hmm. I have had in 18 years, and it was like Eve Michaels, you know better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we think we're invincible. Yeah, wrong. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, my trick for everybody listening is, and you, Oh, let me say this caveat. Do not do this. If you have problems with your blood. Okay. So if you are on blood thinners because you have heart issues, please do not try this. Okay. This is for healthy, Disclaimer. heart, healthy people. And uh, most of us take a lot of herbs or greens, yeah. powders or things or omegas, those all thin your blood. So when you go to get Botox or fillers, You don't want your blood that thin because you'll bruise very easily. So I take 100, I think it's milligram, I don't have the bottle in front of me, a microgram, whatever it is, standard dose of vitamin K, K1, not K2. Okay, K2 you take to augment and enhance the effects of vitamin D. You do just plain old K1. I buy the brand Cal, but you can get any brand. And I'll take... Two to three in the morning or two to three at night, depending on how much I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. Because alcohol thins your blood (laughs) and I drink every night. (laughs) So um, yeah, I'm the sex in the city kind of uh, gonna have my martini. You know, not and uh, you want to avoid alcoholic red wine for five days before. Stop your omega, stop your greens powder, stop your herbs for about five days, three days before your appointment the vitamin K twice a day and then the day of the appointment, I'll keep it going for a day or two in case I get a tiny little bruise and it'll heal really fast. When I don't do that, then you're just playing Russian roulette. Okay. Especially if you're getting injectables around the eyes. Okay. I do not
1: have a problem with bruising, but I have a problem with keeping my filler. It lasts for about three months.
2: Okay. Do you exercise a lot? Do you do a lot of cardio enough? Yeah. Yeah, so when you do a lot of cardio, it will eat up your fillers quicker. Hmm. And now though, they, they have switched to Pilates. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, but, you know, it depends on the filler years ago when I, I, you know, I worked for the doctor from botched. Yeah. Paul Nassif. I love him. Yeah. I, I worked for him when he first opened his practice. He was just out of school and he had a, a cosmetic derm. Dr. David Amron was his partner. And I came to work for them. I wanted to learn this world, and this was the one thing I couldn't learn in image consulting classes. Mm. And I went to work for him when I was um, forty-five, I think. Yeah. And so I worked for him like twenty-five years ago. And he had one goal: he wanted to be famous. Uh-huh. So I said, "Okay." He didn't even have a business card when I started with him, <laughs> and he had just he was just dating Adrian Malouf, the housewife. Uh, yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. I went through all that with them. It was so interesting. (laughs) But I did learn about the world of fillers. But at that time, we were just switching from collagen, which caused a lot of allergic reactions, Uh into hyaluronic fillers. But now, fast forward all these years later, there's many levels and thicknesses. So Esther, if your body eats up the filler quickly, they may want to use a thicker filler for you. Well, we
1: tried something new on Monday, so we'll report back. We did some layers. We did some layering, whatever that means.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So they layer and they can layer different fillers from very thin lift, like for your cheekbones, uh, to something very thin that you would use under your eyes or your lips. So there's a lot of choices now. And I love fillers. I think they're great. The biggest caution is don't change the proportions of your face in a way that makes you look weird which I see a lot of yeah. in, in LA. Well, all the
1: housewives. Like if you
2: looked at the girls
1: at BravoCon, I'm really scared for their, <laughs> the rest of their life because how do you get that out? Well- they, it change
2: the whole shape off. of their face yeah yeah i know and not in a good way it, you no know, you, the way you can check that is take pictures of yourself yeah and if you don't recognize you you've gone too far yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good advice yeah doctors you know they'll just i hate to say it but it's you know you want more oh okay yeah. okay yeah. i go to somebody says no yeah. mine too no you can't have that yeah. and i say why it'll look great no yeah I go, okay thank you Thank I'm you. going to your person. Yeah,
1: yeah. Eileen and I have discussed this. I do not support any of her um, injectors. She needs a new doctor.
2: Yeah.
1: So We're go with to. the evil. But We're all this is part of my this. world.
2: From yeah. helping people <laughs> manifest what right. they want through right. their mindset and their image yeah. to yeah. taking them to the doctors. Yeah, I go and take let her with them. you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I actually for women who are scared, I hold their. You hand. have to come with me. Hold oh. I I their hand. Yeah. and I and I actually help the injector because uh the ones who I go to they like that there's four eyes on the person yeah. not just two yeah so wow. say about a little more over here how about if we balance that yeah. what about the, we discuss it and it'd be oh okay yeah yeah we can do that yeah and then the person squeezing my hand because they're afraid and <laughs> <laughs> one I have a hand left. <laughs> Charge extra if you break my hair. But, uh, yeah, so it's, I, I take them to the hair salon. I take them to – I do makeup lessons. Wow. And I, I did one uh, a day ago where I take them to Sephora, Nordstrom, Ulta, whatever, and I cherry pick based on their coloring, yeah. facial shape, contrast levels, and yeah. all of that. And then I go to their house and show them how to wear it all again, because I show them while we shop, but you know, they forget. Yeah. So we got to do a few lessons. Oh, I
0: love it. I love it. Well, we're going to post all of your contact information so that anyone who's interested in reaching out for a consult can connect
2: with you. Yeah, we can do it online. so powerful. Thank you. I'm going to start doing Zoom uh, consults and then people do fly me to other cities. Yeah. You know, especially big cities, so we can really have fun shopping. Yeah, shop. I love it.
0: Um, We didn't get to talk about your journey for true love. Ah. Just like maybe two minutes on your journey for true love. Okay. Lucky number
2: four. Yeah. My my soon-to-be ex-husband is very cerebral and not really has his head rolling, his existence, and not as much his heart doesn't make him bad, but I need heart.
0: Yeah.
2: I need someone who's very sensitive uh, to a woman.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, who really is fun and adventurous and all of that. And so when I turned 70, I thought, this can't be it. Yeah. This can't be it. And I know a lot of older women just go into a life of quiet desperation. They're not happy in their marriage. They're afraid to leave. Took a lot of guts. Yeah. Let me tell you. (laughs) Kind of wrap my eyes every day. Yeah, but I have faith that uh, I will find true love. Yeah. Does anybody which... want to apply? Just <laughs> yeah. So
1: uh, resume. Well, Eileen and I can bet yeah. the resume is. Yeah. Which husband did you
2: have your kids with? Oh well, okay, we're getting personal. <laughs> I had my daughters with number one. Okay. Who's from Argentina? So that was really fun. I learned a lot <laughs> about. I I had to learn to speak Spanish. Uh-huh. Because wow. my ex mother in law says, I don't like English. speak <laughs> <laughs> Spanish. And I said, But still, you speak English. I do like it. No will learned. Okay. So I learned. So that was fun. And then I married after we were divorced. I, I was with him about 13 and a half years. I, I met a guy who uh, from New York, and he told me he was sterile. So we got married, and I thought, oh, I don't have to be on the pill. I've gained weight, I have headaches from the pill. And then, uh, I don't know, six or nine months later, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just like him. (laughs) Because, you know, at first (laughs) he was like, you can't be pregnant. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. And so um, that's from two. And the third and I have a dog. (laughs) Well, I would imagine all three of
1: those choices take a lot of bravery then because. Yes.
0: Well, and I love what you said about showing up for yourself. Yes. As you're evolving through your different phases, and not being afraid to make changes, to be with a person who loves that person in that phase.
2: Yes. So there are two schools of thought spiritually. Actually, spiritualists say our ideal number of mates is five to seven in one lifetime. So I have a few to go. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, You know, I'd rather just find one great one now and stay with that man for the rest of my life and just evolve and grow with him. But yes, we if, if we're doing this right, we're going in a volley. So changing your spouse, your mate, that's a life lesson. That's a hard thing to do. Being with the same person your whole adult life is also a challenge, yeah. but a different challenge. Sure. The one of just making that marriage work right. and be happy in it and right. grow together. Right. Now everybody can do that. Yeah. So I, I admire either. Right. I just think we're supposed to have partners in our life. We're yeah. supposed to be... Together and yeah. not alone. Yeah. A lot of young people now, they're into no kids, no marriage. It's all about me, me, me. I don't think you even become a human being until you have to put someone else first. Yeah, I agree with I that. think it's a very important part of our growth. Yeah. And then reinventing our image to yeah. go along with all yeah. of that. Yeah, I love to it. To me, it's exciting. I love so. it.
0: Well, those are some wonderful philosophies on agelessness. Thank you mm-hmm. for t- taking us into your world. Um, we're really happy to have, have had this time together
2: thank you thank you i would love to talk to you talk so to you much again. yes
0: yes awesome all right i'm not like you we will see you next friday for another episode have a great weekend bye, bye.